welcome, welcome, Starfarers. Oh, is that what we're calling ourselves? That's great. I don't know. I'm, 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 oh, I'm, like I'm rolling with it. I'm, I'm going to change stuff up. Uh, I love it. Do that at Star Pumps. <laughs> we are the Architects of Entropy, and this is Season 2, Episode 2. And okay, fine. I can tell you one thing for sure. Oh, uh, the titles of these episodes are going to have no specific format, because that was cute for the first, like, 20 or so episodes. <laughs> but then every time I'm like, what and what? And then it's just like, oh, I did that because the game was called Dungeons and Dragons. This game is called Scum and Villainy. I'm like, nope. <laughs> not doing that again uh, it's more fun to come up with wacky titles so i was thinking actually you know formats could be like you know maybe bastardized versions of lines from movies that we all know or but once again i'm going to paint myself into a corner so i don't yeah. know i never really thought to reach out and ask people what to call episodes but uh I, I might this time i don't know feel free to throw out uh ideas this episode should be called of muffins and men <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. It's my stupid human trick. Exploit me. Oh, muffin. Oh, man. There you go. I had to check your sheet, John, to make sure that you wrote muffin on it. I did not. I did. Uh, in all someone did. I did not because that I'm was, way that too was lazy to update my sheet. Mm. <laughs> Love you, darling. Even though yeah. I have it open and on my monitor. Uh, alrighty. In our last episode, we met our heroes who are settling into their role as the crew of the Showstopper, a medium light freighter captained by a man called Crescendo, a uh, ridiculous, ancient looking stage actor who needs a crew for a very simple job. And we met Dr. Cheever Mormo, aka Doc Cheeves. The uh, stitch of this party, which is uh, your name for a doctor or a, a person of medicine who seems to have a really, really incredible bedside manner and very well adjusted. He's the best. Tristan Obadiah, the mechanic who has left his home family ship to set out on his own and has uh, received the moniker Muffin. Oops. We have Zemgus, a strange mystic with a uh, somewhat uh, shaded in mystery background, who we know as a zero. And last but certainly not least, the scoundrel, Remy Moreau, known as Hallie. You met in a bar, a place called the Silent Alarm, which is the opposite of the Talking Bell, mm. attended by a serpent named Sylvia, an anagram of Ulysses, with an A mm -hmm. added to it. Uh, those of you who do not know uh, who's not listening to season one, this is all nonsense, but that's fine. Go back and listen to it. Figure out what we're talking about. Find Here's another fun thing to do. Uh, you can uh, go back and uh, listen to uh, season one and find all the Easter eggs. Uh, I, I will try not to point them out every time because it's more fun yeah. if people can find them. Yeah. And if you find them all, you get access to the secret horse podcast that uh we've definitely yes. recorded the horse lords of horseland <laughs> i thought that came as a backer and as a the, backer. Uh, uh yes the uh the, the reverse well, centaurs know, we're, we're, we're centaurs yeah i tell you we should do at least one episode of that <laughs> i i believe there is a uh a copy uh around the dark net right now but yes yeah you really you got to go uh deep into the dark web to find that 
and I don't advise it. So, so you have uh, found your way onto this uh, ridiculous old light freighter, and uh, the job you have is basically to go to a place, get a thing from a guy, and bring it somewhere else. Couldn't be simpler. Essence of simplicity in a smuggling operation. Go to a place, get a thing, take it somewhere else. That's it. The place you are going is a uh, busy, incredibly uh, massive starport called Londinium on the planet Earth 2. And you are uh, getting a data cache from someone. And once you get it off the starport, you will make contact with an organization called Truth Ascendant, who are uh, the uh, underground journalisms and seekers of truth in this corporate enclave you find yourselves. And they will uh, tell you uh, where to bring it and we'll get you paid. So last we left you, you have been introduced to who your ship been thoroughly described. And we will cut to interior of the ship. Uh, you have taken off from Swampfoot on the planet Wenya, which is in the Terang system. So there are four systems in this sector. Uh, we'll talk briefly about that. There are two that are, uh, the, they get, you know, uh, kind of weirder as they go. The uh, first system is called Venture, which houses Terra Secundus 8347, aka Earth2 or E2. That is where you're starting. This is one of the more uh, populous and older settled systems in the sector. The sector after that is where you are coming from, which is Terang, which houses the planet Wenya, uh, which is a... Uh, you can say shithole. It's fine. complicated place. Aside from Swampfoot, it also has a place called Happy Valley, which is an idyllic corporate trophy city for the ultra wealthy. Uh, cost more to maintain that is a reasonable, a monument to the corporate ego machine is what I have here. So there's the uh, smuggler pirate haven. And then there's the uh, ridiculous, lush, gated community full of delusional corporate types. Uh, surrounded by a mildly toxic forest full of weird shit. We accidentally made Florida, everybody. Yes. Oh, oh no. There are two other sectors. There is one called Possibility, which is a system that surrounds a star that is starting to go through the final stages of its life. There's a combination of corporate projects looking to harvest uh, whatever strange uh, energies and things that are released from this dying star. And there is a uh, flotilla of, uh, of weird uh, entropy people out there that are maybe trying to keep the star from dying. And then last but not least, the Verada system, which was a system that recently opened from a quarantine as uh, one of the worlds had a virulent nanovirus. The hyperspace lanes to that planet have been reopened again, and there is quite a bit of corporate operations going on in that area, most important of which is the world of Vaklov, a previously unreachable world that is rumored to be made out of some kind of massive amount of ore of some kind. So those are the four systems, uh, a real long view of them. So you are going from Terang to Venture, which is a fairly well-trod hyperspace route. How we're handling interstellar travel in this game is that, obviously, the further away you go from the center of the league, the more of a kind of beefy uh, propulsion system you need to get there. 
ships of the class we're using in this game use these jump drives that can travel effectively within sectors, but cannot leave the sector without use of larger vessels or other technologies. So this is what houses our game just in this one sector of space. And it's pretty much works the same way in the regular scum and villainy rules, except they use like jump gates. We just use uh, hyperspace lanes that are basically uh, known in, and programmed into these jump drives. So you are now in the ship. The ship is jumping from Terang to Venture. It is a fairly short jump. It'll probably take you just a couple of days. And in that time, you will be uh, carving out little spots for yourselves in the ship. But most importantly, you will be doing some prep for this job. So let's talk a little bit about how the job works. Now that we're going into uh, the job, the first thing that needs to happen is planning an engagement. So in a lot of other role-playing games, you have, you know, some kind of mission or objective. You can spend a lot of time, sometimes way too much time, working out intricate plans, factoring in every possible thing that could go wrong and getting it to the point where you feel pretty comfortable knowing that you'll march through this thing without facing any enemies, without setting off any traps, go right to the thing you need and get it. That, of course, never happens. The philosophy of this game is you know the objective, you determined how you're starting the job, and then everything that you haven't already discussed can be brought up in flashbacks. That's one of the coolest mechanics of the system. What you're really doing in the quote-unquote planning phase is you are determining the approach. What's the first hurdle that we know of and how are we going to deal with it? There are six different approaches that you can take in this uh, initial phase of the job. Assault, basically just you know barreling into something, hell-bent for leather. There is deception, lure trick or manipulate. Infiltration, basically uh, sneaking mystical, engage mystical powers such as the warp or psychic abilities, weird shit. Social, basically negotiate, bargain or persuade. Or transport, which is basically, you know, a getting thing from one place to another. What you're doing after you determine that is you will supply the detail. You know, like the detail for an assault would be the point of attack, uh, method detail for deception would be the method of deception, things like that. If you're unsure how to frame that, you can uh, gather information. Basically, you will use whatever resources you have at your disposal to learn a little bit about kind of what you're getting into. They're generally not super exhaustive considering the fact that you are now currently jumping through hyperspace, essentially. Your access to certain information might be limited, but use what you have. Once you determine that, basically what your approach is going to be and what the detail is, you will determine your item loadout. And that basically, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. And you know what? Let's, let's, let's start there. And I'll set a scene. You are in the galley of the showstopper. You're seated around this table and Crescendo is, uh, brought you together. So now we are, uh, getting close to Londinium and there we will need to make contact with our whistleblower. You probably would like to know what to do. Well, could not be simpler. Mm -hmm. We've been told that there is a gentleman who you'll be able to find at a restaurant called Sports Place. I don't really know what that means, but apparently this is some kind of ancient earth 
tavern or 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 bar where ones would take in uh, ancient games of violence and chance. Remy's face just yeah. Yes, it is called the sports place. It is a very loud place full of bright lights, screens, and uh, loud noises. I don't really understand the point of it. Apparently, this gentleman will be waiting for us there. We have only been given the name Elwin. I'm not sure if that's this person's actual name or not, but they supposedly will be waiting for us at this place. You are to make contact with Elwin. Uh, get the data cache, and then come back to the ship with the data cache. Couldn't be simpler. Yes. Do we know what Elwyn looks like, or is Elwyn wearing a funny hat so we can identify Elwyn? Elwyn is a male human. Well, that narrows it down. That's good. This is good information, everybody. All right. Do we have a hollow, or maybe, maybe some sort of picture? Uh, they have not supplied me with any uh, photographs. Um, let me see. I believe uh, he was... male human, darling. That's, that's just... That's very broad. Very broad. They... Let me see. They described him as... Ah. Yes. Here it is. Twitchy. So we're looking for a twitchy male... A twitchy male human named Elwyn at the sports place. Well, I worked with less. Um, one other thing. You seem to indicate that you personally might have problems moving around Londonium. Yes, I will be in the ship. Okay, um, anything we should be aware of? People we should be aware of not bringing back to the ship? You know, like following us. Don't bring back anyone to the ship. <laughs> yeah, but in particular, if we see people following us... Anybody in particular that we should be aware of? I think if anyone's following us, that's a problem. Yes, uh, regardless, if anyone's following you, it's all it's all bad for the operation. Yeah. You will have uh, sensitive corporate information, the possession of which is quite illegal. Uh, for any non-theatrical pilots, is there any issue getting on to the station? Do we have to make any arrangements for ourselves to get through security customs checkpoints? Uh, no, um, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be uh, an issue. We're going to be going into a public berth. Londinium's a pretty open port, ain't you? Yes. Uh, luckily, the ship is equipped with technology to keep us from being uh, scrutinized. And he will basically let you know that the ship has a fake transponder. Good. Uh, we'll be completely invisible as long as no one looks at it. All right, let's do this. Yes, I believe you will be on a ship called the Bradley. Nope, the Brand, the Brandley. Bradley or Brand? Nope, that's a okay. That's a that's a crumb. The Bradley. <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, whoever baked the strudel was a master. Oh, that was me. Oh, muffin! You have a background in pastry. I mean, somebody had to cook back home. And I don't know if you know this, but this here kitchen is about as good as they come. Must have spent quite a lot of money on this. My good muffin. Please, please tell me you are not pulling on my pantaloons. Uh, are you, you know saying what? that you have chef skills? 
I don't know about that, but I do know how to cook. You certainly do. That is great because we have outfitted a premium galley at no small expense. And the previous uh, chef of this vessel uh, has uh, left. I sadly am uh, a terrible, a terrible cook. And I have been subsisting largely on protein bars. That explains why there are four different kinds of protein bars in the pantry. Ooh, protein yes. bars. And there's like ah. there's like <laughs> protein bar wraps like all mm-hmm. over the place. He is not clean. Comes as probably some surprise, but. But only three kinds of cheese. Ooh, cheese. <laughs> there are some dehydrated ingredients, and I believe there is a, uh, a pot over there that has some kind of uh, material stasis for food items. Also, I do appreciate how much money you spent on this galley. Maybe you could should consider spending that on some spare parts for your engine. Well, at the time, that was not a... Uh... Not 100% my decision, but I can tell you that part of the uh, payment for this operation is the Truth Ascendant will be supplying some upgrades, uh, much needed upgrades for this vessel. So what that means mechanically right now is because this is kind of a pre-score, uh, is that the upgrades you made to the ship, the dark space hyperlane maps and the recon drone are not available to you on this job but will be the payment for this at the end should you all survive but you know spoiler alerts it's hard to die in this game it's not hard to get thrown in jail though so let's come up with a plan well if if infiltration of the and i'll i'll look at my uh you know data pad sports place isn't going to be a problem then our main problem is finding and identifying elwin the twitchy human i'm sorry the twitchy male human. Yes, male. A, 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 a male presenting that is, male. That is really increasing our chances. Although I believe finding a female named Elwyn would be easier or harder, depending on how you're looking at I think trying to look inconspicuous and I'll just look at all of us at the table guard is out, but we'll try <laughs> our best. I mean, I can take off the vest. I wouldn't deign to tell you to do such a terrible thing, but... Uh, however you see fit to to proceed. But I think if we do the best to remain inconspicuous, I think we can look at it when we get there. We might have to split up or go in teams of two. I think it'd be good if we're not all separated. That doesn't help. So if we all stick together and we get there, we can figure it out when we get there. But that, I don't really have a, I mean, out of character, in in game terms, I don't really have a, a, a plan here. It's we're meeting a guy in a bar. So assault with assault or right. social. So yeah, let's let them, let's just do a really quick. We'll just rule some stuff out. Assault probably not. Not really necessary. Transport is you really doing that? Mystic probably not. Does anybody have the Elwin finding spell? Because that would save us a lot of trouble. Uh, social basically, uh, you could you know you can literally just you know uh, ask around for him. Social is probably it. Yeah. Can, I was going to you know, suggest that we cozy up to the bar and talk to a bunch of people. Yeah, I think I think social is probably the way to go because we're going to go up there and and in various ways inquire about him yeah yeah i think that's probably it buy a bunch of drinks maybe enter into some friendly games of competition that sort of thing yeah so we have a social approach the detail is you have a vague incredibly vague description and a name and the next thing we will do once we have made that determination is uh we will go to the loadout 
so how having stuff and carrying stuff around works in this game is that each character has a list of items at their disposal and anything that is not in italics on your sheet will take a point of load so as opposed to picking out a bunch of stuff right now and saying okay i think i'll probably need a blaster and a this and a that uh oh i should probably take armor you don't have to pick out any of that the only thing you have to determine is how much stuff you are going to bring with you there are three sections of load there is light in which you can have three items and basically that gives you the least amount of scrutiny you do not really appear to be carrying anything a normal load is you're visibly carrying something but uh it's not necessarily like weighing you down or super noticeable but if you get up to something and there's someone in a position to search you they will know that you have something heavy is basically you are loaded for bear so all you really need to determine at this point is what your load is going to be as you need items you you uh you select them once you've hit your uh, load level uh that's all you have with you remy's going light things that have two boxes take two load correct yes yes things that have multiple boxes take multiple load so uh, a heavy blaster armor spacesuit med kit fine ship repair tools so if you want to carry a heavy blaster and armor you cannot do that with light the road you'd have to have at least normal load yes just as a point of reference so you can think a little you don't have to plan out exactly what you're carrying but you might just want to have an idea that yeah well maybe i want both oh right okay i'm going to go with the normal load okay Alrighty. and tristan you were going with a light load yeah i don't see a good reason not to i'm gonna go light Alrighty. same Scum and Villainy has a fun mechanic called Gambits. Each ship starts with a uh, total of Gambits. Gambits basically are a resource of bonus dice that are available to you through the course of the job. They are a shared pool. Your pool normally starts at two Gambits. But however, since you have a Scoundrel in a Remy, mm-hmm. you start with an extra Gambit. If you roll a six on a risky action, you can add a gambit if you haven't already spent one. Once you have provided the plan and the detail, we cut to the action. This is where we roll the engagement roll. So how dice generally work in this game is uh, you're rolling a pool of dice, all d6s and you're uh, looking for the highest number. One through three is a fail. Four and five is a a mixed success or a success with a consequence, I prefer to say. And six is a success. There is one step beyond that, which is a crit, which is anytime you roll more than one six, it is better than the best outcome. If you ever have a dice pool that is zero, you roll two dice and keep the lowest. So let's figure out how this initial approach is going to go. So the engagement roll is a fortune roll. You start with one die for sheer luck, and we modify the engagement pool based on uh, advantages and disadvantages of the scene. Uh, Is this operation particularly bold or daring? Is this operation overly complex, contingent on many factors? So far, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a particularly bold and daring, but it is also not overly complex and contingent on many factors. So you will not add or lose a dice. Uh, does the plan expose a weakness or vulnerability of the target or hit them where they are weakest? Uh, I will say no. 
the target the strongest against the approach or do they have particular defenses against these i would say no you're looking for a guy you have a vague description can your friends or contact provide aid or insight to the operation or you have enemy or rivals possibly interfering with the operation yes ooh, ooh, i would check. say <laughs> oh, actually so this is what i'm gonna do this is a single die engagement rule is this determines the position you're in when the scene starts position anytime you're rolling an action there are three positions uh, there's controlled which is kind of the lowest stakes it's something that is relatively simple and you're not getting any kind of resistance on and if you fail the roll you can try it again but you do push the position up to risky and risky is the standard position of most things where your failure will result in some kind of consequence that you don't want and it could be from the simplest thing to you know death or ultimate failure and then desperate actions are those that failure is somewhat catastrophic something very bad will happen an action that is fairly tricky however desperate actions come with rewards anytime you roll a desperate action you mark an xp uh in whatever attribute you're rolling so it does encourage you to do crazy stuff but failure is a uh, is a failure is always an option yes failure in this game too is often an opportunity because there are, you know there are ways around it there are ways to navigate it and failure can present other opportunities so who would like to roll our first engagement roll to see what position you started well should all go go for it all right here we go Andrew's lock baby i know right all right so this is It's a five. Okay. Alrighty. So you are in a risky position when the action starts. All right. So let me go ahead and set the scene. All right. You have landed in the Londinium starport. Londinium is similar in appearance to like a a croissant kind of a setup where uh, there are, you know, big buildings, lots of hovering ships and things flying around in the city. The starport itself is on the edge of the city. There are just these like massive ship berths that house all different kinds of ships. There are businesses and security checkpoints and things all over the place. It's just a hub of activity. There are shuttles coming down from large capital ships hovering in the upper atmosphere and you are parked in a berth that is this whole like pod of ships. Your ship is just basically just kind of corralled in this almost like a like a cubby that's not much bigger than your ship just to, to house like a medium-sized ship like this. So you make your way down this busy thoroughfare out to the main concourse of the port itself. There are a vast amount of businesses and restaurants and bars, and it doesn't take you a long amount of time to figure out where the sports place is. You do not see a bar called the sports place, but you do see a place called Sport Extravaganza, and it is massive projected neon sign so it's like it's a hologram of a neon sign which is the most ridiculous thing i can think of but it is this kind of curved out fake neon sign and all around are flying various kinds of balls 
and sporting equipment. There seems to be no rhyme or reason to any of it, but the place is loud. And there are these projected hollow screens that are all over, like almost covering every section of available space above people's heads. And there you are seeing old, like grainy footage of like foot races and things where people are throwing balls around in, in large collections of people just kind of running into each other. And then you see the more modern sports. There's like, you know, jet ball, which is this, you know, like jetpack football thing. You see races of weird alien creatures that are, that are you know, running, trying to run faster than each other, occasionally eating each other. Uh, you see like blood sports there for aliens ripping each other apart in an arena. And then there's like, old grainy footage of two guys standing on the either end of an end of a weird green table just kind of knocking a ball with a paddle <laughs> which in comparison to uh you know the screen right next to it where there are giant forearm behemoths ripping each other's heads off uh it's quite a real contrast the bar itself it's not super packed you see mostly kind of uh, uh, white collar corporate drones in small groups just drinking and you realize the real reason people come to this bar has nothing to do with these weird sports things no one is paying any attention to them they serve you massive drinks just huge ridiculous drinks and collections of snacky foods in massive piles that these these drones are devouring but it's basically large quantities of watered down drinks for a reasonable price here you are in what you have determined is the sports place so you are where you need to be and we'll get you there who would like to try to do something i would love to try to do something Alrighty, so just a quick primer on actions. In a lot of other games, I may say like, okay, you go up and make a persuasion roll or whatever. But in these games, if you want to do something that's gonna require a dice roll, I'll ask you what action you want to try and do. And then I will set the uh, position. So I think that Remy's just going to go consort. Okay. With the bartender or, you know, maybe a friendly group of corporate drones. Alrighty, so you would like to do a concert action? I would. That's these with connections to your heritage, background, friends, or rivals to gain access to resources, information, people, or places. That's a really weird way of saying it's basically it's like social. It's it's consorting, mm -hmm. talking to people, it's social. Yeah. All right. So the position is risky, as uh, that is a position in the scene, and it is standard effect. The effects are limited, standard, or great. I gotcha. Before you roll your dice, you can decide if you want to uh, do anything to uh, help your roll in that. Well, I do have a special ability. It's okay. called Ask Questions Later. All right. And it states, when I can sort to gather info, I gain potency and can addition ask, who might this benefit? Okay. Uh, uh, one of the gather information questions is, how can I find blank? Right. And that is the question I want to ask. I will say that in this situation, this is not a traditional info gathering segment of the thing, but because okay. I'll still let you use it because it makes sense. Right. So gathering information would be part of the plan. Yep. You really weren't able to gather any further information because when you got this, you were on a ship. Gotcha. 
uh, essentially what potency means is that you will turn this from a standard to a greater effect. So what you can do at this point before you make a roll is you can push yourself by marking two stress off of your stress bar, either adding one to the roll or adding one level to the effect, which you don't need to. Another member of the team can assist by spending one stress to assist you and giving you a plus one die. Or you, you can take a devil's bargain. Basically, I will give you a bonus die in exchange for something that will happen, uh, some kind of inconvenience, but you will know ahead of time. And it is regardless of what you roll. So if, you know, I give you a devil's bargain that like, you know, it's like, I'll give you an extra die in this roll, but someone's gonna overhear you. I will, you know what? And I will offer you the devil's bargain if you would like. Hmm. You know what? Yeah. I'll take that devil's bargain, Patrick. All right. So I'm rolling 2d6 at this point. What's I, your What's your consort? My consort is one. So I'll okay. One so your consort is one. So that will give you an extra die. I will assist. Okay. I will take a point of stress and give you an extra die. Thank you. You're welcome. So that's three or four die. That would be three, three dice. Three? All right, good. I have those. Beautiful. All right. All right, I got a one, a three, and a six. Okay, hey. hey. The six means the six. you succeed. Yahoo! Although you're still overheard because that was part of the devil's work. Yeah. Yes. But that's fine. I cannot that think of it. That guy that got the six was the, the devil's, devil's bargain. Of course it was. absolutely was. All right. So what I'm going to do is I am going to set a clock. What this means is that I'm keeping track of something that's going on in the background. Essentially, you draw like a little pie and you fill in pieces every time something ticks off the clock. And once the clock is filled, something will happen. I'm setting a four piece clock of random executives get involved. <laughs> so that will tick off one. Uh, basically means that one of these shirts overheard you asking about Ella. That was a risky action? That was a risky action and a success. So what that means is you add a gambit. Woo! So that, that actually, yes, that was another thing you could do. You could have spent a gambit, but that's you. You didn't need I just it. added it. Oh, okay, cool. Alrighty. So you have four gambits in your pool right now. Do we have to do the Creole accent to use the gambit or? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. That's fine. I will do that for you. Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Remy, you and Zero will approach one of the servers here. Yes. Is there something I can help you with? <coughs> yeah. Uh, could you, uh, one, grab me one of those fantastic buckets of blue slush? And I'm looking for a certain gentleman. Um, I'm here on a... Um, well, social function, and, um, well, you know, he's, uh... He's a little nervous. Yeah, I am a little nervous, but, you know, I mean, the the picture, and they flash their communications device, which has a nondescript picture of twitchy gentlemen on it. You know these things always lie. I was wondering if you have seen a, a rather, um... A, a nervous gentleman by himself? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes, I yes I have. I'll, I'll send that bucket over to you. You like any Quatso cheese sticks? Oh, absolutely! I love those things. Uh, two. 
with spicy blue pebble sauce. Mm. Uh, do you have any of that um, Tarkasian ranch? Oh, yes, I do believe we have the spicy Tarkasian ranch oh. or the stinky Arkasian ranch. Uh, let's go with the spicy stuff. The stinky stuff messes in my gut. Mm, I understand. The stinky has a really nice aftertaste, but it will give you the plots the next day. Yeah, All right, I'll bring it right well, over. Thank you. If you could just point me in the direction of that gentleman. Yeah, please. and uh, she will point you to a booth in the back of the restaurant that is very distinctly far away from everyone else to such an extent that it is very obvious that one guy is sitting by himself <laughs> far away from everyone, which kind of almost defeats the purpose of sitting by yourself. There is a gentleman there. He is wearing the uh, space equivalent of a Oxford shirt with a, uh, with a necktie. He is wearing dark glasses. His hair is kind of out of control at the moment. He is sweating and he has uh, carrying something under his jacket and he is decidedly twitchy. And at this point, I am going to start another four piece clock. Uh, Note, nothing in it yet, but it is called Elwyn Rabbits. <laughs> so you see him, there he is. You have found Elwyn. Well, this ain't the easiest job in the universe. Well, let me, uh... Let me see if I can't calm him down a little bit. Uh, so I basically just want to uh, attune to the warp. Okay. To, you know, trying to push out a mental feeling of calmness to this guy. Okay. Okay. Right. And attune is basically you're accessing your weird ability and you essentially are trying to access the eddies of causality to adjust his temperament, a, a small amount of reality in his area to, uh, and, and, and this can be done in many different ways, like by, you know, raising or lowering the temperature, uh, color scheme, you know, color everything. scheme, uh, he can, perhaps his drink will affect him a little bit more, uh, yeah. and loosen him up. Uh, any number of things. So I'm going to call this risky with standard effect as well. Yeah. Try to calm him down a little. What this will do if successful is we make that clock a little bit bigger. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah. What's the devil's bargain? I will say uh, the devil's bargain is that, well, when you mess with reality, you're taking something from somewhere and you're putting it where you want it to go. So while you are indeed making Elwin's area more comfortable, this will make all the other uh, uh, executives here, this is going to take some of their joy away from them and oh, uh, make them uh, kind of more agitated. Okay, this is what it is. I got it now. You're transferring their twitchiness. <laughs> okay. You're going to make these other guys twitchy, which is going to get another kick on the clock. Hmm. Yeah, I'll pass on it. I'll pass. Okay, but this is something you can keep in your hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so two dice. Hey, our dice like us tonight. That's a six. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, so yeah, so what you're going to do is you're going to make that four piece clock a six piece clock. So as you are approaching Elwyn, you will notice that he takes a sip of his drink. And as he pours more of this drink down his throat, he just kind of relaxes a little, sets the drink down after a long draw and just kind of wipes the uh, sweat from his forehead and pats the little thing at his side, like, you know, like okay, okay. We got this, we got this. As you approach, this uh, twitchy gentleman looks slightly less twitchy. I will slide into the booth opposite him and say, don't worry, sugar, you're doing fine. Uh, uh, um, what do you want? Oh, we're here to talk to you. 
Are you? Don't worry. I got a platter of cheese sticks and a big bucket of that blue slushy stuff coming. We can split. We can talk. And uh, you can leave knowing that you've done a very good job. Listen, um, just so you know, I don't normally do this sort of thing. Oh, I know. So just smile. Just smile real big. Shake my hand like you're happy to meet me. Uh, okay. And then you can have five of them cheese sticks, and I'm going to have five of them cheese. Do you like cheese sticks, Zero? Oh, yes. I ordered order myself. Oh, okay. Well, then he's going to eat all ten of his cheese sticks, and we are going to split a bucket of blue slush and talk like we're old friends. And that's all you need to do. So, uh, what, what, what do I what do? I, do? I, I, I And as we're having this nice little conversation and eating, you can slide over that little data disk or whatever underneath a napkin. Well, here's the thing. So data caches, they're not small disks. I would say this one is probably about the size of like uh, like a can of soda. Okay. But it is a cylindrical core that would slot into a receiver. These are uh, almost like compacted like servers. Well, in that case, uh, I'll sit down next to him in the booth and uh, and you could just put it casually on the booth next to me and I will slip it underneath my robes. Okay, give me some uh, at least some kind of action to uh, help facilitate this. Are we looking at consort to convince him or am I looking more at like a... This is a physical handoff. Okay, so skulk. Skulk would work. All right. Rick, I will assist. Thank you. Okay, so while you two guys are in the booth, what are Chief and Muffin doing? Well, I mean... I think they've got it, so I figure yeah. I would be at the bar. Okay. Uh, and I will just kind of be keeping an eye out. I'll play lookout at the... Okay. If I can get at the edge of the bar that's kind of near the exit of this place. Okay. And just try to get our egress scoped out. All right. Um, Not that I think anything's going to go wrong. <laughs> Why don't you, can you give me some kind of action to uh, help facilitate this? Well, I am studying the inhabitants of the bar and the people directly outside to just hopefully that they will give me some kind of insight into uh, when when everything's going to go sideways. And there's an assist mechanic here, right? Yes. Yeah. You spend a stress, you can aid the roll. You know, Tristan will grab a table and a giant pretzel. Okay and he will keep an eye out with Doc while he tries to understand this sports thing that's being broadcast. Looks cool. This is pretty straightforward. Actually, I'm gonna call this a, I'm gonna call this a controlled with standard effects. Mm -hmm. You're a person in a place with lots of other people just kind of looking, looking to see what the, you know, looking for any kind of trouble. So go ahead and make that roll. You were getting it. All right. I have made that roll and it is a bunch of threes, but one five, so. So you're looking around this place. It is crazy, just an insane explosion of sights and sounds and smells. But in that moment, you think you see someone out of the corner of your eye that you do not want to find you. Ooh. So either some kind of complication is going to happen to this scene based on your response to this, or you can make another roll at risky. Oh, I'm. I'm totally gonna make another roll of risky. Let's see. What that complication is going to be is that your reaction to this is noticed by those executives. Okay. There's actually several options you have here, Scott. Um, one, this was a controlled situation, perhaps? Yes. 
All right, so he had a four or five. Yeah. I, I believe what you can do is you can try to approach it a different way. Yeah, that's that's not, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and not accept the consequence, or you can do it the way you're doing it, but you can resist the consequence. That, thank you. Yeah, that's another thing you can do. So you can try it again a different way, or you can do resistance roll. So how resistance works is whenever you are given a consequence to something you do, you always have the opportunity to resist that consequence and either reduce its effect or remove it entirely. When you're resisting something, you take six stress, but it is reduced by an attribute role. The attributes are insight, prowess, and resolve. So you have two insights. So you could keep this consequence from happening at all, or you can try it another way, or you can just, you know, let this see. But you do notice this person at the corner of your eye. I'll tell you, you also will notice that there are corpsec people that are gathering not too far from here in eyeshot of the front door. All right. There's a couple of side entrances, so that's the layout. But either way, either way, you know that. But um, if you would like to, uh... I will resist the consequences because I don't think there's a different way. I don't have a clever different way to. Yeah, or you could just be like, out. be okay yeah. with that pie piece going, you know. But yeah, I yeah. Would, I'd say for the for the sake of learning this game, yeah, and spending some stress, yeah, uh, just roll your insight. So you take six stress minus whatever you're gonna roll. Uh, minus six. All right, so you're fine. Yeah. So what happens is basically you, you know, everything that just happened, you, you'd you see out of the corner of your eye, you see somebody with perhaps worked for a project you were on that you mm -hmm. don't want to see you. And then you just kind of realize, oh no, that's, that's, that's not, not, that's, that's not them. And you were ah. able to kind of calm yourself down before you uh, kind of jump up out of your seat or. Oh, that's right. I poisoned Dr. Peterberg. That is bad. <laughs> okay, good. Woo. That is a thing. More, more tips, please. Alrighty, so you have a good route out of here. Remy, let's go to your action. Oh, it was my action that was actually... Held. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, Zero, you're right. So I was I was trying to just uh, casually sculpt 1d6 in it. I got assisted. Um, so that's 2d6. Risky standard. Um, okay. You've seen passing something. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so 2d6 and a pair of fours. Okay, so you make the transfer. You feel pretty good about it, and I will. Uh, I will keep that in my hat. <laughs> okay. Something happens. You might be able to guess what it is. But yes, so you have it now. And he looks over. Um, can, can I? Uh, we'll pay the bill, and uh, you can get out of here. Okay. Elwin gets up and moves uh, towards the front of the bar. You look down. You have the data core, and everything seems to be okay. Well, what a pleasant little date. Yeah. Now I got 10 cheese sticks to eat all by myself. Well, they're good. They really are. <laughs> all right. So, Cheeb and Tristan, you will see this guy come up out of the back. He uh, definitely uh, it looks to be the person that your compatriots are sitting with. He is, as described, a kind of skinny little twerp who looks uh, really disheveled and somewhat uh, concerned. He was slightly more mellowed, but has moved into yet a similar state of panic again now that he's trying to get out of here. And you will uh, notice as he's crossing the restaurant at this one table, a bunch of people sitting there and one of them just kind of points up and uh, motions to one of his friends like, that this guy is perhaps getting some attention from uh, a table of, uh, of others here, but not, nothing's really happening. Mm -hmm. But 
interested in study them and mm -hmm. see if it's the kind of attention where they were waiting for him or something, or if it's just, this guy's looks funny. Sure. Sure. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to call that a risky standard. You're going to read this right. Or you're going to read it wrong. All right. It's pretty early. So I think I will push myself. Yeah. To stress. So I think that gives me, I have one die in study and then one die for the pushing myself. All right. And you have four gambits still at the table here that you yeah. have not used any so i don't want to use a gambit yet okay not for something like this a four and a one okay so you're looking at these guys and you can tell that one of them definitely recognizes alwyn and is starting to kind of chat with his other friends and, and you pick up things like you ever seen him here but like i've never seen him out yeah it's weird maybe, when oh, maybe okay. he's a, like maybe he's on a date or something i don't know like lisa let's go fuck with him <laughs> You're basically kind of reading that in their body language, that there's a discussion going on and you have no idea how this guy's gonna react, even though he doesn't have the thing anymore. Suspicious people can be real problems. Tristan will get up. Okay. He will go over to that table and he will be his most muffin self. Gosh, guys, have you, have you tried the giant pretzel here? It's terrific. <laughs> Alrighty, what is your goal here? Distract them from bothering our contact. Okay. In such a way that yeah. probably ends with them being bought a round of alcohol. Chief, you definitely see this happening. Your eyes are kind of on the way out and everything, but it's just like all of a sudden your little buddy gets up over there and starts talking to some people. All right, that seems like a problem. So I will assist my way of assisting by not directly intervening, because that seems weird. I will flag away to sound and have them deliver the cheapest drinks and food I can have delivered to the table. Alrighty. Um, I'll pay for them to drop some crap on You're there. You're gonna so get I'll a bonus to this action. What action would you like to use? I would assume this would be some sort of consort, right? Consort definitely um, seems to be the most appropriate. Yeah. I'm going to call this a risky with limited effect, and that being the fact that who the fuck is this guy? Well, I mean, I would point out that it's very possible, given Tristan's demeanor and manner of speaking, that they will find it more fun to pick on him. Oh. <laughs> you know what? That is a good argument. And considering your goal <laughs> is to distract them, yep. uh, I'll, I will call that a risky standard effect then, yes. All right. Watch me roll nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. You can always take a gambit. Mm. Oh, actually, that's you four can take too. a gambit. Yeah, we've got five in there, Pat, because we had another success. Oh, okay. Risky standard. So. Well, I still got one. I got a four. Okay, so this is going to work. This is going to work better than you intended to, in such a way that you <laughs> are going to have a bunch of alcohol shoved down your throat, and you're going to take <laughs> a level one harm of tipsy oh no <laughs> now, you can resist this with your i'm gonna say prowess okay i am going to resist i would like to use a gambit 
so that I have two dice instead of one. Okay. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage. Oh, five and a six. All right. So you <laughs> take no stress. You're able to fend off uh, drinks being uh, being shoved down your throat. And in that time that that's going on, Elwin will conclude his transaction and leave. And at this point, you have the package and after Elwin leaves, the uh, guy kind of looks around and he's like, oh, no, okay, whatever. Well, let's just fuck with this guy, you know? <laughs> to be fair, I think we could all agree Tristan is very fuckable with. Yes. <laughs> muffin muffined the situation in a muffin way. So, <laughs> you have the package and you are able to get up out of this bar and you have not had any scrutiny. Dr. Cheeve, you have uh, pointed out that perhaps the best uh, course of action would be to go out the side door. Mm -hmm. Sure. You have this data core with you. You're able to kind of squirrel it away and you make your way out around this uh, security patrol towards the ship. And as you're making your way into the berth, you will be surprised by four corpsec officers coming around the corner and they have with them a gentleman you recognize as Crescendo. Oh. What do you mean oh, by man. they have, like, are they leading him in handcuffs? handcuffs? They're not putting on a show. You see Crescendo basically being hauled away by four corpsec officers. And as you pass him, he looks quick in your direction, looks like he's almost going to say something. And then he just <laughs> shakes his head and, uh, and moves on as you have watched your captain be captured by corpsec. And we will see you in two weeks as we complete ah! this score. Oh, Minus your captain. I was just about to say, well, this isn't our birth. <laughs> Who's this weirdo? <laughs> yeah, there's a number of different ways that could have gone, but I'm like, this I'll just. This is not you know. where I parked my car. Uh, hang on, hit the fob. I can't find it. Not the most exciting, risky score, but we were getting a, a handle on mechanics. Um, and it's not done. So, uh, no, yeah. It is half That's done. Good. Yeah, there's the part where we abandoned the guy who we were ostensibly working for. We got to do that. Yep. I mean, er, discuss saving him. <clears throat> So we will go ahead and call that there and we'll be able to complete this job, see what downtime looks like and uh, figure out what happens to our uh, to our ragtag crew minus their leader and captain. Oh, I think we're going to oh, fight man. off all of Corp's security and uh, save you can't. Part. I mean, there's an option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm secretly pretty bad at I don't <laughs> think we can handle it. I think we can take them. We can take them. <laughs> I haven't used any of my three uh, load. Well, thanks, guys, for a, a fun session, and uh, we'll see you oh, all in yeah. two weeks. Bye. Absolutely. See you all in two weeks. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And once again, we would love to thank our Apprentice Architect Patreons, Jillian and John Christensen, Suzanne Bell, and Caitlin Thompson. We could not do this without you. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash AOE podcast. Have fun. We'll see you next time.